Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy fucking Monday, baby. Holy shit. Happy to have a voice. I uh, did five shows this weekend at the St. Louis Funny Bone, three shows on Saturday, which I uh, you don't typically do on a weekend, but uh, that club is great. And uh, they packed it out, man, all, all three shows. First two were sold out. Third one was uh, just about there. And uh, Electric, man, thank you to everybody at the St. Louis Funny Bone, all the ALN pod fans that came out, the uh, New Kids Cruise fans. Great shows. Avery Pearson and I rocked it. Going to post some clips from that this week. And uh, and it was a blast. Uh, today's episode, uh, I couldn't be more excited for. Uh, we've been trying to get him on since uh, I met him when I did a voice on the show almost four years ago. Three years ago, maybe? He was the voice of Oscar on Fish Hooks. He is the co-creator, along with Dan Harmon, of Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. It's Justin Roiland, baby. Oh, man. Super, super talented dude. Uh, creative, a go-getter. Uh, his story of, uh, I mean, he shares these stories of, of being bullied in Florida with a mullet, uh, moving to an almond farm in Northern California, uh, how he was sketching all the time as a kid and how that translated uh, into comedy and, and when he started doing voices uh, and, and meeting up with Dan Harmon and moving to L.A. and, and getting into the world of, of comedy and working for Channel 101, which was... Uh, a comedy site back in the day when YouTube was first getting going and uh, and it was an outlet for people to, to be creative and do sketches and Justin got involved with that and hit it off and, and I'll let him tell the story but it's an amazing episode 90 minutes on this one super funny we end it with a prank call by the voice of Rick and Morty Rick and Morty basically prank the Thai restaurant and uh, it's fucking you gotta listen to the end it's unbelievable uh, enjoy this episode tweet at Justin let him know how much you loved it uh, season 3 of Rick and Morty will be out soon uh, and follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Royland follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy at Funny Brad at Alan Podcast at Alan Podcast on Instagram Brad Williams Comic on Instagram Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram this weekend I got a lot of local LA shows Comedy Store Improv Laugh Factory check AdamRayTV.com for those the big show this week Saturday the Shrine Auditorium, uh, the Kevin and Bean April Foolishness Show. Me, Bill Burr, Jimmy Pardo, Angela Johnson, Jonah Ray, Taylor Williamson. Get your tickets at krock.com uh, and come out and see me. It's it, it, All the money goes to charity. It's a stacked show. The Shrine is an unbelievable venue and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So get your tickets at uh, krock.com this Saturday, Shrine Auditorium. Uh, and then next week I'll be at the Punchline in San Fran. Can't wait to go back. Avery Pearson, Sandy Danto coming up April 5th. Uh, 7th and 8th I will not be doing the show on the 6th uh, But April 5th, 7th and 8th Next week, Punchline San Francisco Come out and see me Haven't brought the music up there yet So I'm really pumped to do that um, And then uh, then I'll have a few weeks off And then Brad and I are in Austin At the Moon Tower Comedy Festival April 20th through the 22nd Doing a live ale and pod Get all your tickets for that At uh, MoontowerComedyFestival.com Brad Williams this weekend Will be in Cleveland uh, at the Improv Cleveland, Ohio Improv March 30th through April 1st Get your tickets At bradwilliamscomedy.com And the next weekend He'll be at the Ice House In Pasadena April 7th and 8th Get your tickets At icehouse.com About last night Podcast.com For your shirts and hats uh, Get them Bring them to the shows I signed a bunch of uh, Shirts this weekend It was awesome uh, So please keep getting those Bring them to the shows Subscribe to the podcast On iTunes Rate it Comment Give a, a quick comment On the iTunes page We're going to start Reading those comments And, uh, and really uh, Sharing the love back at you guys so many amazing comments and, and reviews and uh, we're going to start doing some giveaways with that as well as a new fan of the week uh, coming up on Thursday so make sure you're subscribed so you can be a part of the fun so many great episodes coming down the pipeline uh, Joey McIntyre uh, oh, fuck I don't even want to say this one yet but uh, the uh, old host of the uh, Tonight Show yes that's going to be great Dana Carvey is returning for a uh, fifth 
appearance, sixth appearance. Uh, so a lot of fun in store. Make sure you subscribe. And of course, uh, set your DVRs. April 12th, Return of the Mac. Uh, Joey McIntyre show with me, January Jones, Joey Lawrence, David Keckner. It's going to be a lot of fun. Pop TV. I think that's channel 175 in LA. Check your local listings. April 12th, Return of the Mac, Pop TV. Now that we got the Joey Max show dates out of the way, those are the tour dates, the Twitter handles, the merch info. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very, very funny, talented creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast. about interference because i'm i like sports <laughs> just kidding i don't like sports. you don't no i'm not a sports guy at all oh. now are you because we I don't hate sp- I, don't, okay. I don't have any question. like hatred yeah. in my heart for for sports and I'm you just, know of like play like if you were in a conversation like right now where you were like all right let me hang enough to where so that like you have to feel us out to be like if i don't know anything will they throw me out of here? oh no i mean i just i'm just honest about it it's like hey yeah i don't I don't know sport. I mean, well, I I I um I had a friend who I used to fuck with him and just be like just ask him the dumbest questions about baseball. Like yeah. he'd be mm-hmm. watching baseball, he's fucking way into it, he's all pumped. And I just I just ask him this fucking dumb shit about it. Can you pick up the base and take it with him to the next base? <laughs> Not that dumb. <laughs> like like, you know, straddling that line of like it's, it's really like, dumb but it's still believable yeah, that yeah. I would be asking. And he's so angry so it's like to even <laughs> take away his focus to answer that is like, but he tried to answer it legitimately, right? Yeah, he's he's just like you know frustrated, and he fucking. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. This is so long ago, but I got a kick out of that. I was like, hey, this is fun. Yeah. I'm finding I'm finding fun sure. in sports. Yeah, by, there you go. By just harassing, fucking with the people that love it. <laughs> yeah, harassing this. And that's fine. My buddy who who likes sports. But, yeah. Um, Did you ever? You never played sports? Like there was no. no see, scarring. that's that's the problem. Is like I I always. Uh, I mean, I did. I, I I was in a like when I was really young, a little league team. I think that team mentality, which is weird, because on a TV show, it's a team mentality. It's yeah. like, all that stuff kind of translates. Mm-hmm. But on the field, it was like I I'm not I suck, and so I was <laughs> I, I would be in a fucking anxiety panic. You oh, know, because you there. didn't want to let other other people down. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. oh fuck, don't come to me, don't, fucking ball, don't come to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, or, yeah. or it was really bad in uh, basketball in seventh grade. Yeah. I, I I lived in Florida for a year. It was the worst year of my life. I got bullied relentlessly there. No. Yeah, so I got the whole bully syndrome, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, as a childhood, but um, we both childhood got trauma. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking horrible. Fat but, kid bullying and uh, 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 tall kid bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, with my uh, okay, yeah. threatening frame. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, what everyone uh, made. Made fun of me like oh hey there's stretch like hey. I got that all the time leaves and like some height for the rest of us yeah like, <laughs> oh my what's god. it like eating the leaves off the top of the trees <laughs> yeah. tall boy you know, oh they, my god. they call they call me Paps Blue Ribbon because I was a tall yeah. boy uh, that, oh that's why god. what was your bullying uh, just I I mean it wasn't it wasn't as focused as, as nice goatee as, as a sixth grader yeah like <laughs> it, it was just just I, I had a I had a like a mullet haircut like I I I grew up in the sticks I grew up well not tech I grew up in like country you know yeah. like like farmland I, I I read that on your Wikipedia page and I wondered if someone had just put that in there because <laughs> it's goofy because like I, you know you created Rick and Morty and you have such a 
crazy fan base. Yeah. So like I figured they they'd go in there and edit Wikipedia, <laughs> but it said you grew up on an almond orchard yeah. in Manteca, California. Yeah, Manteca. Well, Manteca? I think you're. I think you might be pronouncing it correctly, but. Mantecans call it Manteca. Okay, yeah. that's Northern California, right? Yeah, like like Central yeah. Central Northern. Yeah, okay. It's like an hour hour uh, south of Sacramento. Okay, wow. And like, like so sixty minutes. Uh, what's there? East of we've been to like Pleasanton. <laughs> Nothing. Stand up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Nothing there? Nothing. There. Nothing. Orchards. Uh, literally just orchards and uh, and then you know Walmart. Your typical little urban is that minor, your like sprawl of like suburban yeah you know. is that your friday night in junior high high go school to walmart. go to walmart and swear to god yeah yes <laughs> that's so sad or i mean really uh, really it was like let's let's how can we get alcohol and yeah. uh and then we would just drink and walk the orchard it's awesome on a summer night on a full moon it's like the, it was the funnest i but. mean that sounds like a date that they would have on the bachelor <laughs> <laughs> not as let's go no not uh, today a very special bet it's a very special bachelor they're gonna walk an almond orchard <laughs> they'd have to go during almond blossom this is great because i'm lactose intolerant and i only drink <laughs> almond milk this is the perfect date for me what's almond blossom uh every year i, sounds I think like it's a really bad porn star name uh, yeah <laughs> Or, a or good, great depending one. on yeah, <laughs> yeah, depending on the goods. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it's just like every year uh, they they put bee boxes out, and then all the the trees just blossom. So it's just like um, it almost looks like just snow. It's just white. All the trees are white. It's really beautiful, and the petals fall. So in the middle of okay. uh, of all the lanes, I guess you call them lanes. They're just like white. You know, it's really it's. You're pretty. selling me on men. Let's go, guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's vacation. Next wonderful February. Mantica. Yeah, not wine country. Let's all make a promise right that. now. <laughs> yeah, pinky's promise. <laughs> now, Wait, what, now, yeah, when you're in a place like that, how like are are you consuming entertainment on like a mass scale? Because that's really all there is to do no. like or, or oh, like hell no no so 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 you're not like watching cartoons for eight hours a day no so i grew up until sophomore year in high school or maybe the end of freshman year i think this summer going into you know from freshman to sophomore i lived with eight channels of television yeah mm-hmm. uh obviously no internet you know yeah um i'm out we were just way too far out in the country there's no cable so I, my only experience with um you know, having cable was that year in Florida where I was getting bullied. So I was like, that's the one bright side is I had cable. Isn't it? For dude, that year. was the same thing that I retreated to was TV. I was like, oh, I feel safe yeah. with the shows that I'm watching. Like, yeah. You develop a connection with them yeah. that is kind of crazily like deeper than you realize as a kid. You're like, oh, this is saving me from, you know, I don't know if cutting myself, but for me, I was like, all right, there's no more Pop-Tarts. I need to watch the show. I, I, I was escaping inward. Like I, I would, I would, I, I, I should. I, I was gonna bring all this stuff up, but I, I have um, all the stuff that I used to draw, all the crap that I would come up with, and I would come up with all, like worlds and characters, and um, you know, I was, I would sort of just escape inward, and and because of my whole childhood leading up to that year between freshman and sophomore, yeah. it was just me romping around the orchards. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had, I, I'd seen, you know, I'd seen movies, you know, I'd seen like stuff that really hit me right. Like I think a lot of Jim Henson stuff really hit me, me right. And um, so I was super imaginative out in those orchards and there were, there were ditches that we would go running and ruin all of our brand new cl- shoes and, and, uh, and clothes in. And, 
just catching uh catching frogs and catch you know but it was always dip- it was I was always coming up with fantasies and like you know there's mushroom monsters out here I would tell my friend I had friends that were like when we got a little older they're like dude we thought you were fucking <laughs> out of your mind cuz like I really believed you know these this bullshit so your imagination was like stronger than most oh, so big because time. of that it stood out yeah. and seemed a little yeah, I mean, I was like, like we had a burn pile. Every orchard has a burn pile where they, they sort of a designated spot, and certain times of the month you're allowed to burn a bunch of shit. Um, not like bad stuff, just like you know, tr- uh, trimmed heroin. Yeah, 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 poison, yeah, poison. yeah, just heroin. And couches. It was yeah. like people who just you know <laughs> and decided people. to quit the orchard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm leaving for the big city. Not on not my watch, we burn Buster. You. <laughs> We're burning you on the burn pile. <laughs> Um, but I used to call it the witch pile and I would say like it's haunted, you know, and we would go back there. I had a friend named Daryl who, who kind of just played along and this is like, when we got older. He's like, yeah, I thought you were fucking out of your mind, but look, it was entertaining. You know, it was like, sure. you know, whatever. By the way, you need that play long person to yeah. yes and your shit. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. otherwise like y- y- the creativity, like, you know, uh, comes to a standstill. Yeah. What, what am I doing this for myself yeah. now? And like, I, 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 deep down, I know it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, so who, who's audience. this for? The trees aren't right. listening anymore. Yeah. So we, we, we lit that thing on fire many a time and then we would just go around burning ants ants and like red ants we'd bring the magnifying glass we'd bring a bottle of gasoline out there and the matches and all the fun stuff well i'm glad you're an animator not a serial killer <laughs> after hearing that it's like damn you know, that's the, the uh, oh, coming. Dude, yeah. we, would, we would spend full days at the at these ant piles because they're just brutal like fucking little monsters you know there's big fat red ants well red ants are i mean they're poisonous, right? Or they're oh, they sting, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When you get bit, it fucking hurts. So it, it's uh, I, so I got it bit was a war. Oh yeah, and <laughs> got- and it's the best because you're 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 we would <laughs> we would mix all this shit. We'd go into my kitchen and we'd just get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, everything like yeah. like uh, pancake batter, just a little bit, uh, mustard, <laughs> yeah. pickle juice. I mean you're, everything. You're cooking for them. We just mix a big vat. <laughs> And then we'd take it out and we'd dribble it down their hole and it would just keep going and go. I'm like, damn, they, this fucking hole goes deep. And we just, they're like coming out another hole, like just, like, just, le- what is it, excavating? Is that the, no, um, exiting, whatever. Sure. So they're, so they're yeah, that's the one. Coming out fast. <laughs> yeah, they're discriminating. running. Discriminating? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, discriminating uh, the hole. They were discriminating the hole yeah. in mass. Black ants came in on that side, red ants <laughs> came in on that side. It was really weird. And then we'd just be burning them and, and dousing them with gasoline. I don't know. It, it, Would it was, you create stories with that, too? I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, I don't... escaping for the new world. I feel like that was more just like... <laughs> You know, Violent I had nothing tendencies. else to do. Yeah. I mean, I played a lot of video games, you know, okay. so there, it was mm-hmm. always like, go, let's go to the mom and pop rental store and you had the weekend with, you know, some yeah. Nintendo shit yes. game that, that either, either it was great or yeah. it was like fucking you pot, put it in and you're like, you knew within 10 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. If it was a bad weekend or a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that, I mean, I uh, days. I, yeah, I like too, yeah, just, it, and, and just browsing the video game store. You would stay there for an hour yeah. before, before, oh, yeah. before you would pick out the game because you're like, yeah. this is my weekend. Yeah. So and I'm you're looking at the box art. Yeah. Like, and there was no fucking iPhone. There was no way to just look it up online. You no. had to kind of just go with your gut. You yeah. Take a look at the cover, maybe uh, preconceived uh, notions and also maybe some reviews <laughs> from friends. Sure, And yeah. then just decide how good you thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Usually it was the blind leading the blind, though. It was like, yeah. what do you think? I don't know. Looks cool, though. Yeah, it does. How All right. M- how many papers could you really throw at these houses? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking game. Paperboy was the best. Oh, my God. What were your games? What were your... Uh, 
I mean, you know, the, it's funny because you block out all the horror, yeah. all the crap. <laughs> um, but Nintendo I'm, was your first system that you remember? Yes, yeah, owning yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember my mind being blown. But wait, really quick. Just yeah. like, I, so I was running around, romping around okay, yeah. in the country, and I had this mullet haircut. And, right. and, you know, I was going to this, like, country school, so all the other kids had the mullet haircut. You know, it was just a thing. I sure. didn't think twice. I wasn't – I'm still not fashion savvy. I'm T-shirt and jeans or T-shirt and shorts. Achy Breaky the- Heart was a popular song. <laughs> it's what the kids were doing. I totally get it. <laughs> so I, so, I, so we, we get uprooted and moved to Florida for a year because my dad retired, and he had a house in Florida, and he's like, we're going to go live in that house in Florida. I'm going to get my real estate license, and we're going to fix the house up, and then we'll come back. Wow. And uh, I'm like, all right, I think – and um, for a year, I think you can a kid can wrap his head around. Yeah, that. I could wrap my head around a year. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So we go, we do, we drive across country, get there, and um, I was so oblivious to the fact that if I had just fucking gotten a haircut, <laughs> if I had just went and gotten my haircut before the first day of fucking school, yeah, I might have had a completely different experience. Because because you would ask me like what were the, what were they what were they fucking with you about? I yeah. think it was that. I think it was like that was like oh look at this fucking rube with this fucking hillbilly. You know, because the, these kids were like, so like the school I came from was was so um, innocent. All the kids were so innocent. There was nothing going on. Sure. Well, there's probably uh, ten people in a class. Yeah, it was. And, super, you all, and you all knew each other's families. Yeah. Well, not quite, but but, yeah. but not too far off. And and uh, yeah. And then we go to the school, and it's it was Cocoa Beach, Florida, and uh, the kids were fucking already you know smoking weed and fucking and like drinking. And I'm just like oh I'm 12 years God. old. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I'm tw- I'm not ready for this shit. Uh, but and I didn't and I was just super shy and like kind of like how do I fucking right. I just need a couple of cool friends and then maybe they can. Uh, it was fucked up. So you didn't know anybody. No, I was. So were you just blind. like looking around for other mullets? Yeah, there was another kid who had who had one, and I was like, and he, you know, if you want to talk about hierarchy in bullying. He was like I. I perceived him as worse than as beneath me. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting bullied like fucking hell, and then he. I'm like that guy's fucking nerdier. He's worse than. But I think he is the mullet. I'm like I. I, I didn't think of it. I didn't c- cross the lines until wow. way later. Would you Connect ever dots. fight back? Like, was there any? No, I was kind of like more just like def- just put my hands up and like just protect the face protect any, yeah. any spot that would maybe hurt don't hurt don't hurt the money maker but i i remember like that was that was where sports would because like i was like sort of indifferent i was like you know i i like a good game of kickball or something you know like, sure. if, if, I'm, I'm, if i'm around people i'm comfortable with it's like it's it can be a lot of fucking yeah. fun but um but yeah I, we would have basketball in uh, pe and it was fucking terrifying oh my mm-hmm. god it was fucking terrifying and yeah, I was just like, oh god, don't fucking pass the ball to me. Yeah, that, like that was the worst case scenario. Um, and then you move, well, and then after a year there, then you move back, move back, and then with, with you know with plenty of uh, of, of Hor- shit to work out. Horror stories of Florida, yeah. psychological trauma. Is there ever? I mean, I'm sure now. I mean, looking back, like I feel like we use everything. Like you know, for us doing stand up, which by the way, did you do stand up? No, I never. No. I there was a there was a brief period of time. I, I think in my t- early 20s where I was like I'm doing it but I just pushed out plus, yeah. plus it was a drive to Sacramento to do it you know what I mean I'm yeah, like in the state I'm like no I'm middle of nowhere I didn't realize like I could have gone to would you say Pleasanton is yeah uh, yeah um, Tommy T's so I, I, I found a like a like probably a poor man's UCB in, in Sacramento something that no one probably knows the it, name of and and, and like this this uh, uh, this pursuit into the arts and into things of that nature is that something that had been 
cultivating throughout all your high school days or like did your parents know about that like were you were you scheduled to take over the almond farm and then you <laughs> left uh i mean it, i had been drawing and creating my whole life you know yeah. so and, and it was more it was more comics i feel like for a long time it was comics um i was you know in high school it was like hardcore comics like i, I have sketchbooks that i filled uh, every day I would try to draw a couple of, of, you know, just comics and they're all horrible. You go back and look at them. They're like fucking embarrassing, but, <laughs> but it was, but it was like my passion and I would have, I would have been funneling that into animation had I the resources to, to do animation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is before, um, flash or, you know, even computers that could fucking do any of that. Yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, it's, it's comics. And, um, yeah. Plus, what was the closest kid picks? Do you remember that program? Oh God! It was no. a kid computer program, but it was like the for me it was like the first thing that was. I like, remember that that was could, on that was on the Macintosh. Do, yeah, you, you could, could like drag your mouse. You oh do. no, I didn't have that. Fuck! Yeah. I was I was all PC based. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I didn't switch to Mac till twenty to, or two thousand six. All right, well, uh, this has been a great podcast, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if deal you know this. Breaker. We are <laughs> back to deal breaker. Yeah, we are strict, here. strict lifelong Apple people in this apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm both now, but yeah. Uh, uh, like so, you you you've been creating the whole time, but you didn't you didn't necessarily have an outlet. No, I for didn't. It. No, I mean it was just for, for me. You know, I was like do, filling sketchbooks. I'd show people in school. Uh, my parents knew about it. I mean, it's funny. I actually think I tweeted this uh, a while ago, but I did a comic in, in my senior year. My mom was bitching me the fuck out. On she's driving me to school because I missed the bus, mm-hmm. right? And she's Yo, like, "That's the worst, by the way. Oh, you ever miss the bus and your parents aren't even there, and you have to chase the bus, uh, and you just got to pray that on that day you are faster than a bus, dude." It, for me, it was like, "I miss the bus. I got It's the walk of shame back into the house, <laughs> yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like I got to wake my fucking parents up, oh, shit. and one of them's got to, you know, get up and take me." It was fucking horrible. So she was pissed because she had work later, yeah. you know, in a few hours. And she was like, just fucking. I mean, I get it now. I'm like, oh, dude, I would have been fucking pissed too. Hell yeah. So she's just like, you got to get your shit together. <laughs> you know, you, what are you going to fucking do after, you know, because my senior year, she's like, you know, my grades were, eh, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a fucking like, I was okay. I was doing yeah. fine. But it was mostly cheating my senior year. It was like, oh. everyone cheated. It was amazing. Dude. It was incredible. Anyone who says they never cheated. Yeah. Unless there's always like maybe two kids per school that just didn't have that in their blood. And yeah. that's because school is so easy. Sure. That they finished everything in 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. the amount of papers that I wrote, quote unquote, <laughs> from a buddy or the internet or whatever. I mean, it's... it's I, for I, me, it was yeah. Spanish and math. Yeah. Like I could I could skate or not skate through. I could get through the other, other classes. For sure. But Spanish and math, I was just like fucking too easy to cheat and the weird thing is in my school the, those kids you're describing that didn't need to cheat yeah. they were fucking cool as fuck so they would finish their work and just pass it around <laughs> oh, and everyone oh, it was nice. ama- it was insane it was fucking Dude, crazy somebody should create a show a VH1's where are they now cheaters <laughs> The cheater helpers. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> cheater helpers. Like new Cabbage Patch oh, Kids. God. There, there, there were some ingenious things back in my high school days. People would print out mini lists. Oh, yeah, like, all, Yeah, on the internet, just font really, really small, and you'd like, hide under your oh, hand or amazing. in your calculator or stuff like that. Like, I got caught cheating my senior year at yeah. a note card in the front pocket of my jacket. Stupid. Oh. I'm leaning over. It was so visible. I spent all night prepping For, the note uh, card, not studying, and the teacher leans over, and she's putting all the tests down, and I'm just looking down, and then all of a sudden, I just feel her presence. Standing oh, over no. me, and all of a sudden her hand just reaches into my pocket, and she goes, "I'll be taking this." Mm. And I look up and I go, "What's that?" 
like trying to yeah, fucking yeah, play dumb. Yeah. And then afterwards, I produced like I was in the uh, school play, so I, I was. But I was. This was senior year, so I. I Applied to all these schools. I was like, oh, if this goes on my record, there's no way I get in anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so I went in the next, uh, right after school, and I broke down and cried and was like, blah, blah. And dude, she goes, all right, I'm not going to report you, but like, you your need first to take act, it again. Your first real fucking I don't know dramatic why, If that acting. was on my reel, I <laughs> would be in every Tom Hanks movie till the end of time. <laughs> oh, my God. Crying. Anyway, Good tip. So uh, you were more focused on... Uh, just fucking, I don't know. Senior year was just a, a, a fuck show. I mean, like, the teachers didn't even give a fuck. I didn't even have to try to... It would, like, if you were in my high school, Manteca High, my senior year, like, the teacher would have saw the cheat card and just went like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give a fuck. We, it was insane. Like, it was just, it was so wonderful. We had one teacher, the photography teacher was a full-on, full-blown alcoholic, <laughs> and she was cool as fuck, and, like, just, you know, you could smell the alcohol on her breath, and she'd pull her drawer open and turn her back to the kids and take a big fat. Oh and it was like, and God. no one gave, it was so fucking, it felt like 70s, you know? But it, yeah. was, it was, it was late 90s, so it was like, I don't know, it's fucking crazy. Do, but. do you ever, I mean, it sounds like you were pretty tapped into like, you know, just all these experiences of whether it's even the, the bullying or just like in high school and the people around you, like has any of that bled into your work currently? Like whether it's a voice or like, you know, they say for any show, like you write, like, you know, write what you know and whatnot. So sure, I'm, I'm yeah. curious in the animation world when you're creating a show like Rick and Morty, you know, were they? It's funny because not, not really. I mean, Rick and Morty's has such a, unique process in the way we created it's sort of there's not a lot of sitting down and mapping things out right we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants you know we, we may not have anything in terms of you know an episode and then all of a sudden something will come together real quick um it's sort of like capturing that lightning in a bottle that's, um, that's amazing because the plots and the writing and the everything is just so it's like complex and you're dealing with scientific jargon and yeah. you're also like you, you you're 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 dealing with so much that to hear you say that is amazing to me because I, mean, I, I just get, I, I just figured it would be an intense plan for, it, for I mean, every it's, episode it's, pr it's probably unfair to say it about all the you know the whole thing but yeah. I mean I feel like it's probably that's probably probably more applies to like the beginning phases of us just kind of spitballing breaking a story figuring out what we want to do you know we'll go down a path for a particular story we might we might waste a full week on it and then kind of all sort of go this isn't like this is this one's too hard or this one's gonna this one's not we're not feeling it or whatever and then we just throw all that work out and we just pivot to some wow. other thing there has um, to be a uni, uh, unanimous feeling or can sometimes people sway just i mean it takes more explaining or some it, not always unanimous it's sort of like you know i i think it's i want to say it's mostly if Harmon and i are both not feeling something um mm -hmm. or if i'm if Harmon's not feeling it or if I'm not feeling it, but, but to a really like, you know, extreme degree. Uh, but, I, but for the most part, it's, it's, it usually is kind of a, the, a vibe. We all kind of are like, I don't, is this going to be it's just sort of like universal? You all kind of look at each other and go, eh, this, yeah. this isn't working. Well, it's a lot of like, we, we, we've had a, we had, we've had a concept we've been trying to do since the first season. That's just, uh, a, a fucking um, like you know you save your place in video games yes mm -hmm. have you ever been in that situation with, with like a video game where you accidentally you go to look like you're fighting a boss you're about to die and you're like alright fuck this and you go to the load save screen and you you're going, you mean to hit load to go to a pre and then you accidentally save yes and then you save over your fucking <laughs> save that you had yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then now you're like fuck like I, I have like one hit left and I'm in this fucking tight loop of like I gotta just run and get yes. the fuck out of this yes 
Um, so we, we, we were trying to come up with an episode around a device that did that, like that, that phenomena, you know? And I mean, I can't even tell you how many hours we spent just building a story around that concept and just, wow. you know, like re- every season, I feel like every fucking season we, we, we went to that and we just tried to figure it out and we never could figure it out. And part of it is like, if we had really buckled down and really fucking said, we're going to fucking figure this shit out, <laughs> maybe, but I don't even know if that's true. Like I, like it just was such a tough nut to crack because you're dealing with like Groundhog Day type shit and, yeah. and how many times, like, and how does the d- device work? We need to figure that out before we can really like break the narrative aspect of the episode. Well, also one thing about the Rick and Morty universe is that you're dealing with parallel universes and multiple things that are going on at the exact same time. So you guys really have the freedom to do anything on the show. And sometimes when you can do anything, that's when it's the hardest to think of something. Mm -hmm. It's it's when you have a specific guideline where it's like, okay, I have to come up with an answer that's within the realm of X. Some kind of box. Yeah, yeah. you can figure it out. But then you guys, I mean... Just, uh, we, I mean, I kind of binge watched before this interview, and just to, multiple worlds, screen splitting apart. Yeah, uh, just anything you want. You have you 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 have a daycare center for Jerry's. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> where Ricks yeah. just drop their Jerry's off. Yeah, we're <laughs> so funny. Uh, in I, the event Jerry's with you, and <laughs> some kind of cool thing happens, and <sighs> yeah, you. I mean, like that's not anything that has ever existed. Yeah, so you it's guys crazy. Cre- cre- created all of that and i mean we ju- we we jumped ahead a lot we uh cuz i want cuz i want to know how did you get out of Manteca? like how like, oh, how, like yeah. how did you actually come to los angeles God, it's funny if 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 not for a few people that I, I i lucked out in meeting i don't i really don't know what what the fuck i'd be doing but uh so i was on a message board i was obsessed still, I, I i'm not obsessed now but i still have fucking much love for uh mr show that, oh yeah. dude i was Come just on. talking about the other day how that style of a sketch show yeah has not been done since and was maybe the most brilliant to me because yeah. the way mm-hmm. things segued into it's each other fucking awesome yeah. and the sketches the, the whole that whole t- that whole team the writers the the yeah. all the performers everybody just fucking incredible so i was obsessed with that show um you know, when I was like, you know, 15, 16, 17, or whatever. I, I was like watching it on HBO as it, you know, because we got, we got the fucking satellite dish. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, there it is. G- you know, going into my sophomore year. But, um, so I was obsessed with that show. And, um, I was on a message board, a Yahoo group with a bunch of random people that I met mm-hmm. through that show. I, I actually, the, the person, my friend Jamie Daly is the reason why I'm, I, I moved to LA. She was a producer on some reality shows and she had just been kicking around doing, doing different things. And she messaged me out of the blue on instant messenger. Cause back in that, back in the day you could see people who were online yeah. and then you could read their little, like you could kind of yeah. fill out shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrote how, you know, Mr. Show, I was like all, I tagged, like I was a fan of Mr. Show and some other shit. So she was like, she had a fucking, <laughs> a fucking Emmy consideration tape. Uh, for the first season of Mr. Show. And she IMs me and she says, hey, um, I see you're a fan of Mr. Show. I have an Emmy consideration tape I'm trying to sell. Would you want to buy it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to buy Which it. Which is illegal. Yeah, right? Just so we all so know. fucking, if anyone's listening, Jamie Daly, she's, I think she's in Arizona now, North Dakota. I don't Jeez, know. But, um, wow. I mean, cops. She became you know, a doctor. She's a doctor. Her. Jamie Daly, the yeah, doctor. Fucking arrest her. Yeah. <laughs> Put her away. But um, <laughs> super fucking random. Like, I had to have been online at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, the most random thing. Right. And so we became friends uh, online, and she became a part of this Yahoo group with all these other people that we were really becoming friends with 
and then you know over time I, I i i would drive to la with some friends we'd hang out with her she was working on all these different shows and i was super fascinated with that whole world and then um i called her one day i i think i was 22 at this point i gone i gone through my my band phase i had a band for a while oh, like shit. all that shit named uh inveritus Wow, stupid! Well, Dude, we went through. That was the hardest band to name ever. Well, if there's not a character called Inveritus on season three <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Rick and Morty, no, come on! I'm Inveritus. Do you know what that means? Nothing. It means truth, but with "in" in front of it. <laughs> or maybe they go on a search to find the band. Oh God, uh, it's embarrassing. I mean, some of the songs are good, but it's embarrassing. But. Uh, but yeah, so it was like 22, and I, I I I called her, and I'm like, hey, we're thinking of coming to L.A. this weekend. You know, the, gr- the, the my group of friends, um, are you around? And she's like, listen, if you come alone, I can get you a day of work as a PA on the show I'm working on. And I'm producing. She was a segment producer. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm in, I'm fucking in, like absolutely. Yeah. Oh so my God. I drove overnight and I busted my fucking ass all day Saturday. It was a show called Ultimate Revenge. Uh, Ryan Seacrest hosted. This was way before he wow. was he like yeah, you know, to the level. yeah yeah yeah. And um, he was super nice, and and he was it, it was just a fucking prank show where like you'd get ultimate revenge on a friend for whatever reason. Right. So we we shot it in like um uh off the off the grapevine. There's um I don't know what the fuck it's called Friar Park or fr- whatever the fuck it is. I know what you're talking about. Yeah yeah. Yep. It's over by the Smoky Bear sign. Yep. Yeah. So drove there to to campsite. Did this crazy prank. And I busted my ass that whole day to impress the coordinator, this uh, gal named Andrea. And I was like, because they needed a PA, you know. So I, there, it was, I, you know, Jamie was like, "Look, if you do really good, they might consider hiring you for the full time PA position." So I was just like, "Fucking, wh- like, just yeah. where where do I need to be?" Like, I had mm-hmm. to walk in, like the fucking, fr- I was killing just, it, yeah, killing it. So at the end of the day, she's like, "Hey, if you want the job, it's yours." So I'm like, "I'll take it." fucking get in my car drive all the way back to Manteca from from this campsite on the grapevine pack my shit and drive back to LA in time in time to be in, at work on Monday morning oh. that was a Saturday shoot so it was like drove back had Sunday to basically pack my shit and drive back wow it was fucking crazy so oh overnight I moved to LA no idea of never I had visited a few times had no idea of the neighborhoods had no idea of you know anything where'd so you, I was where'd you stay I stayed in a fucking hotel for a week so I literally I was wow. making uh, like a hundred dollars a day is like five hundred dollars a week. Yeah, and I was paying a hundred and twenty dollars in this <laughs> to stay in this hotel. A hundred and twenty yeah. night. So I was, I was losing money every day. Uh, and that first week was just like, okay, I gotta fucking get a place. So I got a place in this. Uh, I rented a room for six months from this photographer who was super fucking weird. Uh, in Lake Balboa, like right off of Sherman Way and 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 Balboa, in this like you know this this I don't know what you call it con- condominium sort mm-hmm. of place, but uh. But yeah, and and that was it. I was like, I I I I've been here ever since. And I and then I was just a PA, and I kind I just kept busting my ass, and uh, people would notice. And I also could edit. I could do all these things. So yeah. uh, I happened to be on a couple of shows where uh, the EPs were like, you know, listen, can, you're going to be the PA, but you're going to be doing AP work. This is sort of a transitionary like like job nice. on this yeah. one show. It was. Um, 
Jeff Boggs. I don't know if you know him. And I know Wade Boggs. Charlie Cisco. Wade Boggs, yeah. Yeah, he's the a base. sports gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sports just gentleman. Just testing your Boggs wow. knowledge. Do you, do, you, do you know, you guys might know Charlie Cisco. He's, he's, he's still doing... Uh, he does Tosh. Yes, he does ch- Tosh. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So he was one of the guys who who helped me out early on. Who sort of wow. noticed like, oh, this kid can this kid can do all this shit. Uh, you know, he can edit. He can. He, he's versatile. So let's mm-hmm. let's make him an AP. Um, and uh, and yeah, and just it, which is rare. P, making that leap from PA oh, absolutely. to, to and, producer. And, and, oh yeah. And one thing that's uh, you didn't you didn't seem that like you had a plan like no. you didn't come out here to be an actor or to do stand-up no. or to do whatever or to draw like you just came out here to come out here to get out of antica i was very i was pivot i was like listen i'm working in reality tv i'm fucking coming up with reality tv pitches like that was yeah. like whatever i was close to i was like that's what i'm gonna hustle on and uh and then as soon as i got the opportunity through channel 101 which is like that dan was dan Harmon's company yes dan and rob Schraub created that and I discovered yep. that like late, like t- towards the end of 2013 or 2003. God, I always fuck that up. 2003. And for people that don't know, Channel, Channel 101 was sort of like Dan Harmon's, and we've mentioned his name a few times. I'm sure Rick and Morty fans obviously know who he is, but uh, he created Community and uh, co-created Rick and Morty with you. And, and, and Sarah Silverman show yeah. uh, pro- program. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah he's he's done, he's done a lot of stuff and, uh, and so how this channel 101 it's like sort of sort of like a think tank for him right well what it Kinda? was it started out as just a bunch of uh rob and dan and their friends just getting together every month and making and just they'd all have the month to make something stupid and it was it started around movies it's like you know jaws yeah. okay we're gonna watch jaws uh so everyone make a dumb jaws like parody movie and we'll screen all of our movies and then we'll watch jaws or mm-hmm. or, or maybe it was the other way around but um, that's how it started and then it kind of started to grow and it was you know those guys like Schraub and Harmon came out here to write movies and the mm-hmm. movie industry is fucking cruel I mean it's yeah. like yeah. I haven't even touched it because I'm just like I don't even I don't want to deal with it it's like right. TV is way better yeah well, I mean it, for it, me anyways at but, least yeah. they just announced that they're 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 rebooting the Matrix because that they need, did yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're re, they're re, they're that redoing needs a reboot. it with yeah. Shia LaBeouf I mean, <laughs> why not <laughs> hopefully because that because that needs to happen obviously yeah. it's, I mean it, reboot it's been, the sequels but leave the first one yeah alone. leave the first one first one's perfect uh, stop it there's certain movies that just need to not be touched but like I agree yeah I mean that that movie's that holds up I, I just i watched it just like last year and yeah. i was like it's fucking great yeah. and, and it's great never ending story they're gonna re uh remake and it's like dude you can't touch that first you know what's it was a certain place a they certain won't. time they won't be able to no fucking way to labyrinth CG, if they it'll remake be a labyrinth shit. without henson dude no good they, luck no. well they did a sequel and it was just fucking you know it was a bummer it bummed labyrinth? me out yeah it's called mirror mask <laughs> thank god i never saw that and i think that. alan um rickman no, no, uh, the comic book writer that did, uh, ah, fuck, I know his name. Uh, well, I mean, People are hearing this like, moment th- brought to you by weed. <laughs> 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 My memory is the worst, but uh, but yeah, like there, there, I totally get why you don't want to go into yeah. movies because that world. Well, is those just... guys, those guys wrote that movie Monster House and uh-huh. originally oh, envisioned nice. it as like a live action Goonies kind of you yeah. know kind of like what Stranger Things is right now. It's like they wanted to sort of tap into that mood and vibe yeah. for Monster House, and then you know it got caught in development hell for like ten years, and then it finally and then. And then they were like, "Oh, let's do it as an animated movie," and then it got made. Um, but anyway, so so they came here to make shit, and then they're 
they're getting deals, they're getting movie deals, and they're making money, but they're not making shit. Right. Like, no one was making anything. You're being paid to just sit around and wait, uh, you know, on notes for a script that you just keep rewriting the same fucking thing, and you're not making anything. So that's what Channel 101 was, was just like, we just want to fucking make shit. Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate to be able to kind of just join it right as it was really like, you know, it was already all built and happening, and they were doing live screenings every month. And so we were just making our dumb shit, and then... Uh, and then they, the the people who were currently on the panel at that time happened to like it enough to put it through to be screened, and then it was just every. I think from that from the first month, like I think it was the last month, uh, uh, the last screening of twenty third uh, two thousand three, all the way until like two thousand nine. I had something in every single screening. Oh, yeah, shit. I didn't take a break. I was like every month, it, no matter what I was doing, no matter you know what jobs I work. had. Found yeah, I figured out a way to do it. It was fucking... Some months would be absolutely fucking crazy. By the way, let that be a lesson to anybody listening who's getting going and yeah. trying to figure out, how hard do I have to grind? Hey, man, however hard, hard you think, harder than that. Yeah. I mean, but it, but but it, but it's if you love doing it, if you to, love what totally. you're doing, it's easier. Yep. It's definitely easier. Because you wanted to do that. You wanted to be a part I, of... It was so much fun making those things and, you know, and, and you're doing it all. I mean, yeah. it was really like going to film school but not having to pay. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, <laughs> you, I'm, I'm writing better. them, I'm... I'm directing them, I'm editing them. Uh, and Getting I all mean, the experience. All the experience and, and just, you know, learning how to be a better storyteller and, and just a better writer, a better everything. And then you're getting the benefit of people seeing your work and, and you get to, you know, yeah. screen it every month in front of a live audience and yeah. you get to hear the shit that worked, the shit that didn't work. Instant you know? feedback, yeah. And it's so, an and also that was a high, you know, that was sure. the best high ever. Like, like, cause like I was too terrified to do stand up, right? It's too fucking, too too personal too like we get it we're heroes <laughs> you guys are fucking heroes yeah i i'm terrified of it so I, that was my way of sort of sitting anonymously amongst a big group of a big audience you know like 300 people and getting to hear them watch my thing it was like my heart's racing and i'm just it was fucking sure. crazy and, and then so, yeah dan i mean does he come up to you at one of these things and just go eventually yeah, yeah. i mean i we the very first screening we went in we we watched everything and then we got the fuck out because we were like let's just we like Let's just lay low for a while. I don't want to overstep. Like, yeah. let's, you know. And then the second screening we went in. It would have been great, by the way, quick, if you just walked up in front of everybody after and been like, I'm not going to do a Q&A for mine. And uh, <laughs> no one asked any. Oh, that would have been sit down for a second. game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I so we, the second one is when we started to sort of, you know, talk to those guys. And, and, and it wasn't for a few months. I, I want to say we kind of really became friends in, in 2004, like by mid 2004, we all, and then. And then going into 2005, like, we were making shit together, hanging out all the fucking time. Like, Harmon and I and my buddy Savant did a thing called uh, Most Extraordinary Space Investigations, which is, like, this dumb, like, procedural space show. But it was shot at my apartment. <laughs> it was like, we didn't dress up my apartment to look like a spaceship. Just fucking stupid. <laughs> like, super sloppy on purpose. What about, uh, like, what was the thing that do you feel like connected you? Like, I mean, to just start hanging out all the time, like, what was it just? Just, just super similar. similar yeah, yeah, super similar sensibilities, similar sense of humor. Uh, and just the, just the app, like, I mean, making shit was what we did. That was like how we would spend a weekend or how we would spend our time was like, making dumb short just creating, little yeah. shows so did yeah. you think you knew it during that pro that time that you're like all right eventually we're gonna jam up like would you talk about yo let's just keep fucking around and eventually let's or try do you, to or do you just do it with the intention of hey man this is a cool guy that is fun i'm learning as i'm going but like eventually i think it's safe to say you go all right we should probably find out what we both want to do and try to jam on it together right i mean we so 
in 2006, we started developing and pitching stuff together. So uh, we pitched a show to Fox. It was like a, we had a Jack Black was like uh, attached and oh, he's the one that sort of helped grease those wheels. And we went in and um, at least I think my, my, my memory's bad, but I know he was attached have, to a, but could have been Tilda Swinton. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I think, on going second in. thought, on second thought, I think it was, it was Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Swinton yeah, yeah. versus Black. Swinton. Sure. The documentary yeah. on she how many awesome. roles she, she was beat great. him up. <laughs> she was great. Uh, but no, so, so yeah, we went and pitched this crazy sci-fi show to Fox that we, I remember the drive over there. Like we, like we had, we had the characters designed. My buddy Chilean worked with me to design all these characters, and we sort of had the general concept all figured out. But like, Harmon, uh, like on the drive, I'm driving, and Harmon's in the passenger seat, and he we're, we're trying. Okay, what's the fucking pilot? What's the? We still hadn't figured out what the pilot story was. Mm-hmm. And on the way there, like he fucking cracked it, and I was like, yeah. So we went in <laughs> and pitched it, and they, and they passed because it was too much. They, they were just about to cancel Futurama, or they Ooh. just had. Yeah, and it was okay. way too sci-fi. Like everything Harmon and I have developed has been sci-fi, hard sci-fi. Yeah. So because that's something that's a big. I don't know why here. it's weird. I I it's I think we both just totally gravitate yeah towards sci-fi and it was just never even a conversation. We never even like sat down and said, "All right, what genre?" We, it just automatically was well, just I mean, and working. not to uh, not to go too psychological on you, but it seems like how you grew up, you were always looking at an imagination in terms of like expanding the world and like I there has to be something better outside of this sure so yes, yes. it kind of makes sense in that that you're able to create these fantastic worlds because that's what you've essentially been doing your whole life yeah no it's true all right yeah because like i'm not that'll gonna... be 52 dollars <laughs> 52 dollars that's Jesus. a steal i just broke down Jeez. your whole life <laughs> one sushi dinner uh but and and i've heard and when i saw rick and morty i was like oh this is this is back to the future if doc brown is an asshole yeah and Marty's just a pussy. Yeah. And, like, and even more so of a pussy. And also just more tapped into like when you're 14 and you want to fuck and you're like, you know, like just more realistic <laughs> Dude, in terms of yes. a 14 yeah. year old, how you portray a 14 year old. Right. And then I, I'm i doing this research on you. It turns out that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it, like cause <laughs> yeah. it, start, it, it started off with a parody you actually did of Back to the Future, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. For, uh, for the voices. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I did that in 2006 and... Uh, it was just me fucking around, blowing off some steam. I had just gotten off a job that was was you know they hired me as a another Charlie Cisco thing by the way. It was fresh baked hmm. video games, and uh, they hired me as like the animation producer or whatever. I can't even remember what my title was, but I had a team. Like we were making cartoons, like we could fucking pump them out. And um, for some reason, they were like, "Wow, well, we shouldn't use your team." let's outsource to other studios. So my job became way more clerical. Yeah. It was like, okay, so I'm basically like, you know, checking in on these other studios that I had found, uh, that were doing like flash animation for pennies on the dollar. I mean, just dirt cheap, not making any money off of it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how the fuck I pulled that shit off finding those studios, but, <laughs> and the, the, the stuff was, com- I mean, they did the best they could, but the stuff yeah. was coming back really rough. And like, in most cases, there was one team that fucking killed it, but in most cases it was coming back really rough. And I and and it was just creatively like just I I wasn't contributing creatively I was it was hor it was bad the the notes we were getting from the network were just killing sketches and it would be like the one th- like the punchline right of the sketch and then the network note would be like can we just remove that that punchline moment oh, I mean they wouldn't God. say that but yeah, they it, that was, and the, we're all what we get off the call and we're like 
You take that out. There's, we, there's not a fuck. There's, there's no, no joke. joke here. This the balance is a waste between of time. network notes and doing what you want is. They were very hands on on Oof. that show creatively for some reason. Which uh, luckily on, I haven't had, I haven't dealt with that kind of creative hands on ever since. Like that was the most fucking. It was Spike TV. Good. It was like so crazy. But so 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 I got off that show and I was just like, I need to fucking make something just fucked up. Like I just need to blow off steam. Mm-hmm. So that's what I made. I made that original Doc and Marty short. And originally. <laughs> I was it was sort of, I was making it as a way to like try to get another cease and desist, because uh, I got one from Bill Cosby for House of Cosby's way before. What? Yeah, I, I he's pissing he, off Bill Cosby before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a really good. That's true. Yeah, I got it's a nice. The, was House of Cosby's a Channel One One thing? Yeah, it was a Channel One One show about a guy who loved Bill Cosby so much. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is bef- way but this is right. in two thousand five. Right. So he loved Bill Cosby so fucking much that he. He hung out after a Cosby comedy show, and he searched the stage for a hair, and then he spent 10 years of his life building a cloning machine so he could have you know, his own Bill Cosby to hang out with, wow. and he clones Bill Cosby, and the first one he cloned was you know, pretty close. But, but then just, when you make just, a clone of a clone... You got to keep going, so yeah. he kept, and they kept getting shittier, so it was a little bit of multiplicity, but then every, he discovered every 10th one had superpowers. So the power to knock women unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is every one hundredth one was evil. Ooh, oh, yeah. So, dude, that uh, is fucking brilliant. It was crazy. Was it, was it like, well received? Yeah, dude. The audience fucking flipped out, and then it went viral online. And did it was, you do Cosby? Yeah, everybody does a Cosby. Like I was do. I did the worst one. So I was like Cosby number seven. <laughs> curious because I was like because they got shittier as, as yeah, they yeah. kept. Yeah. So it was like I like to eat food. You see. <laughs> I'm Bill Cosby. I'm Cosby. You know, just horrible. That's like, like garbage. Like, that, 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 yeah. that sounds like a young I'm Cosby. Cosby. I, I want to go outside and play. I mean, just horrible, horrible. There, that is like the. I mean, it, the Cosby. Like when I first started doing uh, impressions or voices, like it was Cosby, Kermit the Frog, Bill Clinton, and like just other ones that you knew that comedians at that time yeah. were right. So you doing something it. to base off. And it of. is like with Cosby. It's like drag out a lot of like the syllables. <laughs> and it's like we're doing a podcast. Yeah, but you know, do do. See, yours is like good. I, you'd be an earlier clone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, You'd be like number three. Everybody does Cosby. So the fun, the funny thing yeah, about that project was I was just casting everybody in the community, the Channel One One community, oh, to do Cosby. So all the voices would be different. Yeah, and they were, but they're all fucking funny Cosby impressions. <laughs> and, and you got a cease and desist letter from Bill yeah, Cosby. It got too popular. He was like, That's "Shut it down." Awesome. I don't even know if he actually ever saw. What it. you need to yeah. do is not have to be multiples of me. I think there only is one me. You see? <laughs> see, that's fucking good too. <laughs> the, I, my theory now is that. Uh, I, looking back, the the very first um, case that had sort of come to light yeah. was around that time, mm-hmm. and my theory is his lawyers were fucking hardcore on the defense, or sorry, on the offense, yeah, yeah. and just finding anything, just, just anything, just shut yeah. it down. Because like the if you watch them, they're de- like we probably would have gone down that road with uh, the evil Cosby's because they were yeah. fucked up, but it maybe never they knew. Happened. They were like, yo, he's got some shit. We can't like, dude, have I would have been Hannibal Burris way. I would have been the fucking, you know, I would have broke the fucking right? story. No. Yo, had you been doing voices prior to that? Uh, Yeah. Like I was do- just in my own stuff though. So like that, that's the other cool thing is Out like as a voice actor, yeah. I w- we were making cartoons and it was like, well, who do we know who can do the voices? 
It was just, oh, it was like, wow. we had to do the voices. There you go. So it was me and my buddy Abed were doing all the voices. So you weren't fucking around back in the orchard or uh, in Florida? Like, you just... Well, I would do some stuff, but it was mostly, it was like... Like when you would draw stuff, you wouldn't then attach no, something to no, it? Wow. No, it's crazy, no. And now I look back at a lot of those characters and I'm like, you know, there's some characters I came up with, if you were to strip all the content and just as a, just a design and the core kind of idea of what they are that I still to this day don't know how they w- would sound or what, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a mm-hmm. weird thing where it's like so disconnected from, from that. You know? So you have, you, you have a whole approach now when you, I, yeah, it's easier now. Uh, well, yeah, it's a lot easier now to sort of, cause, cause you're thinking about it as you're going into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how, um, and the, cause you also voice, Rick and Morty. Yeah. And uh, but before that, I want to say like fish sure. hooks, right? Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pre Rick and Morty. Yes. And okay. That was my very first actual, like voice acting gig, like a wow. legit voice acting gig. That was Disney, right? Yeah, and the, and that was, that's a fucking crazy story how that happened because I I was hired on to help Alex Hirsch. Alex Hirsch is a guy who made a show called Gravity Falls. He's a really good yeah. friend of mine. I met him there. So Mike Moon, who was at Disney at the time, calls me in. I thought I was pitching a show. I was going around town called Dog World. I was like, I'm, I'm going to pitch this show. So you were hard pressed on trying to get a show. Sell a show. Oh, yeah. yeah hardcore. So voice acting wasn't even in the... I mean, I was, I'd always sort of hoped that if I sold the cartoon, I'd do some yeah. voices. Okay, but cool. yeah, like I... Like I was just like I gotta sell a show like that was and by the way that it's been that way since I moved to LA I was grinding to try to sell reality and then once I got into scripted I was like oh, fucking this is way better and I just wow. didn't have the connections but so I go into this meeting and Alex Hirsch he's already a fan of Acceptable TV which is the show we did on VH1 Dan all the Channel 101 guys we did this sketch show I remember that and uh, and he was a fan of that and he was a fan of House Cosby's and some other stuff and he needed a writer to come in and work with him on this pilot um because it was the only pilot that got through the shorts program and it was being developed for series. So they, I took the job against my agent's advice. Of course. They were like, it's shit money, you shouldn't take it. But I was <laughs> like, I'm not doing anything. I'm waiting for notes from Fox. I'm going to take the job. It's going to be interesting. Good. You know? Hey, everybody. Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Look, do you like food? Probably. You're a person. You have hunger desires. You like delicious food. Are you a busy professional couple or a large family that runs at a breakneck pace or somebody who, like me, just wants to start cooking more but doesn't have the tools or resources or is lazy as fuck and doesn't want to go to the store to get all the materials? HelloFresh makes all this shit easier and tastier and healthier than ever before to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home, all right? Basically, they allow you to create recipes and plan meals uh, without doing the grocery shopping because all that shit gets delivered to you pre-measured and delivered right to your doorstep so that you can cook and be a baller in your own home. Uh, super easy, okay? Look, HelloFresh, they basically created this whole program so that people like me, like you, like Brad, who are using this, uh, we like to cook, you know, but it's like we're so busy, we don't have time to go out to the store and get everything and then bring it home and measure it out and just, it takes so much fucking extra time. HelloFresh gets that shit pre-measured all the ingredients for you, and then they send it to you to your doorstep, and all you gotta do is cook that shit up and enjoy it, all right? HelloFresh, they source the freshest ingredients, measure to the exact quantities, so there's no food waste, all right? They have full-time registered dietitians who review each recipe to make sure they're nutritionally balanced, and guess what? They deliver all this shit to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free, okay? Look, 
We all fantasize about being baller cooks in our own home, okay? Everyone sees Wolfgang Puck on TV when he's like, look at me, I made the new fanciest pizza that everybody loves and everybody wants to fuck me. And you're like, Puck, you're the man, dude. How did you get to that level? Well, he cooks and measures shit out. And guess what? You can do that too at home, but you don't have to measure it out because HelloFresh does it for you and they send it to your doorstep for free. For free is a big key here, all right? So do you want to start living life better and tasting the, all the good fruits and foods and veggies and meats that life has to offer? Go to HelloFresh.com and use promo code ALN35 to get $35 off your first week of deliveries and start living life the good way, man. I'm telling you, HelloFresh is the shit, dude. I used to hate cooking. Now I do it all the time because of HelloFresh. And uh, at first it was like, all right, this is a sponsor for the podcast. I'll try it out. I actually love it. And uh, my mom just came down to visit and we cooked up a storm. And she was like, this is such a great service. What, what is it again? I was like, HelloFresh, mom. She's like, what is it? I'm like, mom, I'm two feet away from you. I think you have hearing problems. She's like, I'm just high as fuck. Go to HelloFresh.com, promo code ALM35, and get $35 off your first week of deliveries and start tasting the better side of life. So I took it. And uh, we're developing it, and I, you know, Al, uh, Alex was like, "You got to do a voice on this. You should do this character." So I auditioned. Um, they, they, Oscar, right? Oscar. Yeah. They, re- they, they said no. They passed on me, and they, and they cast another guy. We record the episode. I'm kind of co-directing with Hirsch. We get to animatic. It's the night before it goes in front of Gary Marsh, who's like, you know, the decision maker. Animatic meaning the, the basically a moving sketch, right? Like yes. it's not all colored in it's, everything. It's just it's just storyboard panels yeah. over mm-hmm. a radio play, you know. Cool. So yep. you can see it and hear it, but yep. it's not animated. So yeah, and they and they pull me in, they grab me and they're like, "Listen, um can you just go into the booth and just re-record this character like top to bottom?" Cuz the the person they cast to do it uh, was great in the booth and was taking direction and everything, but when it got cut in, it was just very flat. Well, that's well. In Tilda Swinton's defense, she <laughs> she is not a voice actor. Tilda yeah. just <laughs> dropped the ball. Uh, so you redid everything. So yeah, and I was like happy to, but I didn't. I didn't assume that that meant I got the part. Yeah, it was scratch, but it was like I can give it what it needs. I can give it the highs, the lows. I can give it the like you know the. You've energy. been involved with the project. You felt a little more connected. Yeah, to and me. and by that time I had made so many of my own cartoons over the years that I was like. I, I can do this and it was also just me and Alex and an engineer so there wasn't any like stress of like you know an, like I oh, wasn't I didn't have any scenario. Stage yeah it was great no no bunch of producers and directors they were like look to... whatever you do will be better than this just 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 get us it so we can cut it I in I wish every VO job could be like could, that I know so so it was incredible so I do that and this is after they passed on me as the voice I auditioned I tra- and I went through you know and it just didn't happen so then they they cut me in they turn it in that night Gary Marsh watches it the next day and he's like it's great. Uh, love the voices. Let's go to color. You know, let's animate it. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I'm t- I'm talking to Hirsch. I'm like, does that mean? Does that mean I'm I'm gonna be the voice of this guy? Like, and he's like, I I think maybe. So we we just kind of <laughs> I think maybe I that's think, what yeah. I mean, yeah. no, we, I, like, and I didn't want to. It's like Pandora's box. It was like, like you know, you don't want to open. Like, it's like it's like Schrodinger's Schrodinger, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat. Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's wow. like you don't want to look one. and see. Like you want to just kind of wait. Yes. You know. So um, don't count your chickens before they I just was up. like listen thing? if it happens it happens <laughs> yeah so it, yeah then it got picked up to series and then I was kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop and then they it just never did and they were like now all right voice on the show yeah do you think that experience definitely uh and I mean obviously I think everything leads to everything else but like once and and, and you can give us a rundown on that but like Rick and Morty comes to be like you're just that much more confident right to do yeah. voices and and you you probably knew you wanted to anyway because like you said yep. create your own shit do it but i mean 
Dude, doing a voice for how many seasons? Or I think we did three seasons of that show. Yeah, so and I, I mean, worked that's... on the first season as a writer. I actually fucking hired my boss. I was they offered me the job as uh, as story editor, which is like head writer, you know, on a on a board driven show. And uh, I, I was so I was such an idiot. I thought Fox was gonna go uh, green light a pilot for my for this fucking other show that I was in the middle of uh, hoping would would go. And uh, of course they passed, you know. Yeah. But I passed. I, I like because I was like I, I can't take the story editor job because if because then I don't want to leave you guys high and dry when Fox picks up my fucking show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then uh, so I, I I'm like I'll, I'll take I'll take a staff writing job and then you know then if I leave it's not gonna be that it won't be as bad. Yeah. And uh, so I hire my own boss. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Anyways. Um, the voice of Oscar, where, where did that, what did you do? I just did more. I mean, it's funny. Look back on it. It's just Morty's voice. I, I don't have a lot of voices that I can do. It's just like, well, oh, man. Oh, geez. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, but I, I guess it's more in the, it's more in the character, like in the writing and in the character. It's yeah. different. You know, yeah. it's like his personality is different. He's, he's nerdier yeah. and it, it, shyer I mean, and hell, more kid friendly. Uh, yeah. We had a uh, Howie Mandel on the podcast and he said like, Hey, uh, Skeeter, Bobby and Gizmo are all the same voice. It's true. Yeah. It, it's just the same voice, yeah. but it, then in a, in a different character. So it gives the voice different characteristics. It's true. And it's, that's something that I'm, I'm still trying to sort of embrace the idea of like, you can have a character that sounds the same. Sure. You just, the way you're acting is what changes. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's fine. No one, I mean, look at South Park. Those guys do all, like yeah. every voice. They, 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 yeah, the two guys do every voice. Yeah. So it's and, fine. And it's totally fine. And, and it's did great. you Did you want to do the voices of Rick and Morty from the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Okay. I was like, the, I could, because, getting back to the, the original, like me blowing off steam and making that original yeah, short. Yeah. yeah. So like I did that original short and you know really for the shock effect like i wanted to hear the audience scream and i wanted to like sure. cover their eyes and, taking their know. beloved characters of doc brown and marty mcfly and and, and i was like i'm gonna i'm great. gonna i'm gonna make it so that i again i just wanted to bait uh universal into a cease and desist like it was just as a joke <laughs> like as a bit to see mm-hmm. if i could and then i got i got close to finishing it and i was like i really like like i actually like this a lot so that's when i changed the name i did all the le- i did all the shit that you would need to do yes. to sort of not yeah. get the cease and yep. desist yeah um, and then I started putting those voices in every fucking thing I was developing. So like all my Fox shows, um, like my very first Fox show was a show called Relative Insanity. It's a big family of lunatics and then one just normal. It's very similar to like Arrested Development type thing. Oh, yeah. But it's animated and the dad was a scientist, but he was not like Rick at all. He was, a, he was more happy, friendly, nice guy, but he was a scientist who was, who was working on interdimensional and you know, travel and portals and all kinds of crazy shit. And, uh, and that, you know, just a big ass fucking family of weirdos. And then this normal guy in his early twenties who just wanted to get the fuck away, but they all depended on him. Like he was like, you know, their slave basically. That's amazing. So and, the Rick um, voice was somewhat similar to. Well, the, the, the dad voice is basically like a nice, like doofus Rick almost, yeah, you know, yeah. like Mitchell, come on, we gotta, we gotta, you gotta help me out, Mitchell, you know, like, like not a dick. And yeah, then the, yeah. and then the, the triplet brothers were basically like a, a, like a fancier Morty, like Mitchell, we need to, we want to go, Mitchell, please, you have to help us, Mitchell. We're very sick right now, you know, like kind of whiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then you know, and then all the other shows, I just kept plugging these characters in and kind of tweaking them and um, making them, making them, making the 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 Rick voice 
you know, he started to shift into be more of a shitty, you know, like a dick yeah. kind of character. But he's always yeah. a grandpa and everything. Yeah, and and it, it's funny because when you watch multiple episodes, yeah, Rick is constantly insulting Morty, constantly insulting his family and yeah. his intelligence. But then there's moments like like uh, in the episode where time gets divided, 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 oh, divided, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Rick sacrifices himself yeah, for Morty. Yeah. So you know, like, at his core, yeah, yeah. he do, he's like, one, yes. One sixty-fourth of him is, <laughs> yes. It's like, it's Which like, is about right. Yeah. Also, the voice, it's like, it's like really, like, there's a really likable quality to it. Like, when you hear it, like, as, as I don't know, kind of grungy and dirty and the the burping thing, is that always like... Uh, it's funny. I feel like we've... It, it, just naturally, they, he still burps for sure, but yeah. like the fucking first season was <laughs> hard control. fucking core. Because I would do burp takes. I would literally like, you know, I'd, as we're going and recording the episode, I'd circle lines to come back to. Mm-hmm. If I felt like I got an okay take, but I could beat it, yeah. I'd circle it. And then I'd come back and, and I'd get some low low um, low calorie fucking shit beer. And I'd just sort of like... I can't like Sarah Chalk who does Beth yeah, can just yeah. fucking on command burp. She's it's like wow. I'm so jealous. I'm like it's no, it's a whole power. fucking procedure for me. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I wish. Well, that's I have how to Brad like flies. suck air yeah. into my lungs and like it, it's fucking horrible. All but. dwarfs can do it. It's just a thing. <laughs> but but like when we when we got to Rick and Morty, like Harmon Harmon, it's it's an inter- interesting thing because it really is like such a perfect sort of kind of uh, combination of his sensibility and my sensibility because a lot of the like dark uh you know just like rick being a dick and like a lot of those mm-hmm. really fucking amazing lines that's all Harmon. and then i'll go in the booth and i'll i'll do everything as scripted but then i always go in and fuck around and then you'll get the weird loose crazy shit that feels like it was not scripted you know what that's i mean it awesome. just, it's totally but it's sort of all the, the those two things combined kind of come together in a really they gel together really well is that something know? that's discussed pre uh like in the writers, we had to find or, it. Yeah. We, you know, when we did the very first record of the pilot, um, I remember, you know, I was way too on book, and I remember mm-hmm. Harmon's the one who even said it. He was like, "Dude, you're like, you need to loosen it. Like, you just forget about the script. Like, just, just, you know, you know, we wrote it together. So he's like, you know what it is. Let's do a new record. Let's re-record and let's just fucking go off. Just go off. Go crazy. So." And, and and that was when we figured it out. We're like, okay, so if I'm like, if I'm on book, like perfectly on book, I've gotten way better, by the way. Yeah. Like that was like, well, sure, experience. Now, now, yeah, now yeah. I now I can do it and make it feel fucking good. But like you know, it, it it's it just it's it's it needs that kind of looseness in order to feel right. Totally. You know? So we figured that out in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. it's and the one one of the things that I found out about this show. And first of all, I want people to know. The show is really fucking good. Oh, yeah, dude. It's really <laughs> good. Oh, there's not one person that I bring the show up to in yeah. conversation or that gets brought up where they're just like, die hard. You and know what I'm saying? And just crazy. And, and, and you go so... on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 100% score. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's insane. It, That's like, a 100, 100%, 100% score Something else has 100%. Uh, um, get out. Yes, get out. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I got to see it. I need to see it. It's I'm good. so fucking, I'm a huge fan of those guys. Or uh, That was just Jordan, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'm a fan of those guys. Like they're fucking awesome. They did the fucking weird testicle head. They did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that episode you keep talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, so, they're the two at the end. You have a lot. I mean, Parnell. I mean, it's he's like, amazing. He's so fucking everybody good. on the show. All the voice actors are fucking awesome. Like we really have an amazing. Yeah, Sarah Chalk's been in so much stuff, but she. It, it, it's so interesting when you get someone who is a professional voice 
person and you're just like oh that is a skill that, yeah. that is a separate skill you yep. can't you you can't just plug in big name and then have it and then have it be good yeah. Wh- whoever did Johnny Depp and Rixie Minutes was, was unbelievable <laughs> yeah was, it was you <laughs> oh, hey there. that was the first time I met you actually yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. fucking nailed it that was great that mm-hmm. was I was so pumped I mean it was I was at this small voiceover agency that like and uh, that when I saw that audition I was like shut the fuck up like that it was, was a good episode too yeah, it was unbelievable <laughs> uh, that that uh yeah, I remember it was you were there, and I think who else was there? maybe some writers or yeah. Are you I, there for a lot of those sessions? Is that yeah? I'm usually I'm by default I'm usually always at every record. Um, it, you know, it's it's the, the the split of responsibilities. I kind of always look at Harmon as like the head writer. Yeah. You know, like Harmon's the head writer. Um, I always want every script to sort of get a good Harmon pass. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm 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 overseeing all the art i'm overseeing launching uh scripts to board and then getting when we get boards back notes on those and and then recording all the you know directing all the voice records and stuff and then and then i try to bring Harmon in uh as much as i can but it's like it's it's usually a thing where it's like i got it or i'll talk to him about it like before i go is there anything specific that i should or shouldn't do for this particular character or we'll just sort of like spitball like you know the general area usually i know what to do because we're all together when we're coming up with stuff yeah um and then he that way he can just stay stay with his nose glued to the computer mm-hmm. suffering as he <laughs> as he as he writes yeah i remember it being super loose and like you guys giving me some extra lines and then even letting me like fuck around a little oh, bit oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. Always, always which always. is super helpful too and something like that where you're like oh cool i, I can bring a little bit of like it, whether it gets in or not but it just helps to like yeah, I always want to do that with everybody when we when we have the time to do it. It's just you know let's let's fuck around a bit because you never know what weird shit is gonna like I, I, I the, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but we got Thomas Middleditch in in to yes. do an, an episode in awesome. the new season yes. and uh, like I that was a fucking master fun, improviser and he's fucking amazing great voice yeah and he's just funny and cool and like I, I really encouraged him to go crazy which he did and I used a ton of his shit. I mean, I changed whole scenes because I was like, dude, this is too fucking funny. No we need kidding. To, we, we reboarded a section. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. I got to walk upstairs for a minute, I think. This is Norman. Hey. Social media guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice he, to meet you. Uh, uh, I always have to explain that when he comes in because people are like. <laughs> I thought it was a cat. Like, like, Because it was super, super, super nickname. peripheral. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, it's a human being. I thought a cat like jumped on the thing. Uh, when I got your... Um, you guys gave me like a, uh, a gift bag, more or less, right? It was like a oh, did we're doing we? the episode. It was oh, like a oh, thank you. Oh, it was probably uh, after after the premiere, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, and so I went to pick it up, and then uh, Mark Ridley, who I uh, not not Mark Ridley, Ryan uh, Ridley, Ryan Ridley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah, Mark's uh, son. I had just done uh, Mark's comedy club in Detroit. Oh, that's and so amazing! Then, uh, and so he showed me around a little bit and showed me like the writers' room and whatnot. And then I've seen some videos online, but it looks like. I mean, so much fun, but yeah. then also like super intense. Yeah. At times. Yes. Is yes. that pretty? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, there, like there, when it when we have a deadline or we're we're behind schedule, that's when that's when it gets fucking brutal. Like, just absolutely sure. brutal. Yeah, and we'll like season two would be like you know up all night, you know, all weekend long. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're we're we gotta get the script done to record. So we would do this. We do these crazy marathon sessions but season three completely different because it was like Harmon's super busy now 
So it was, it was, it was like we're behind schedule, but we're no longer doing these like crams to get scripts out. Right. So we just schedule just kept getting. I mean, that's why the show's so late. You know, it's like the schedule yeah. just kept going and going. Yeah, and going. that's the number one question we 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 told our fans that uh, you were coming on the show. And, yeah, when uh, season three? When season three? That, that's what that, that's what they all want to know. Yeah, I I'm not at liberty to make any announcement, unfortunately, but it's mm-hmm. definitely coming. Okay, that's for sure. And and now and we are in post. You know. Okay. Oh, dope. So it's getting there. Is, and there. is there extra? Do you put extra pressure on yourself because the first few seasons were so? Dominant? Oh, dude, season three was fucking insane pressure, and it didn't need to be. I feel like, you know, I I I feel like we're at our best when we're having fun and we're and we're loose and yeah. we're and we're just telling stories that make us laugh. You know, obviously, we're always going to go real sci-fi. And we're going to go real intricate. And we're always going to have a strong focus on characters, you know, emotional arcs and stuff like that so that it resonates not just on a superficial level but on a deeper level. But um, but season three, we really were like I, – we, we, I don't know why. Cause, like, the, the pressure was there, and I feel like well, – I don't know. I mean, well, your, fir- your first season, no one knows who you are. Yeah. Second season, you're getting a little more clout, And then, I mean, n- now you're a part of pop culture to the point where – you're in the longest Simpsons couch intro in oh, history. Yeah, dude. Is that true? Yeah. It's the longest one it's ever? It's the longest one. Wow. That's and, insane. And, and I didn't even know that. It, for If people want to get an idea of what Rick and Morty is, just watch that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You'll know. And yeah, the, 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 the thing with the family runs to the couch and it's, all, and it's always something different. <laughs> Rick and Morty crash into them with their ship. <laughs> they flatten all, all of them. and They then, turn into like like paint. It's like yeah, a spatter. A goo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, That's uh, a stamp of approval, right? Yeah. I mean, like, when they, <laughs> that, had, that was That insane. had to feel amazing. Like, how Is did you guys... a phone got, call? Yeah. Or um, we, had, we had... Those guys were kind enough to do a, a commentary track on season one. We always try to do three guest commentary tracks every season for the mm-hmm. DVD. Yeah. And so, uh, and Mike Mandel, my line producer, he worked on The Simpsons in the early days. Amazing. A ton oh, okay. of amazing shows. So he, he knew all those guys and um, helped make that connection to get the, to, to, to ask if they would do the commentary track. And they, they agreed. And in the commentary track, Al Jean asks, or he kind of says, they should do a couch, you know. Oh, my God. And so, God. so then um, Mike, I said, yeah, reach, reach out to him and see if he was serious. And that's how that all came to be. Oh my but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, we, 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 we kind of, we brainstormed the idea for that couch gag and um, I, I went, I went in and I really kind of, I put a little more fan service in it because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't want it to just be us shitting on the Simpsons, I, yeah. you know, because I, I, I really do have a fondness for that show. I think everybody how does. How could you not? Out, right? It's paved the way it's for a cla- It's just fucking crazy. So, and just the fact that we were being allowed to do it was insane. But um, but they were so fucking cool about us killing them and like just you know that whole thing. I was like, they were like, dude, hey man, yeah, spoiler like, alert. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it 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 was really fantastic. So then when you have all that and now you've sort of have acceptance from pop culture. Uh, yeah, you're right. The at the added pressure is there for yeah. se- for. We just don't want a bad three. episode. I mean, it's 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 the desire to try to make every episode at least good. Yeah, you know, just to not have a bad episode and yeah. and when you're on a ticking clock of you know the, of production it's you know and sometimes i don't know it's crazy it's like you, you'll write a script you'll record it and it'll be you know 27 minute radio play and you're like 
fuck what do we you gotta, fucking do yeah you gotta get down that's five, not an easy, five minutes that is not that's a rewrite that's a fucking page one rewrite basically wow. right. so that happened to us this season a couple times and it was just fucking brutal frustrating as fuck right i mean well because just... the original script is 52 pages and it's like well we all should have saw this coming 52 mm-hmm. page script is never gonna fucking squeeze into 22 minutes but we've had scripts that are 46 pages or you know that, that somehow miraculously fit I well, don't know what it is, but I mean, yeah. I mean, but all, but also between the dialogue style, it's it's pretty, it's rapid, it's yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, this one, this one was just came back and it was like twenty seven minutes, and it was fuck, man. And then so everything, all the jokes get cut, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah. Then, what are you most pumped about season three? Um, I can't say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I, we have we have we have we have a couple of fucking amazing things that that, that we did this season. I'm I'm awesome. excited. Uh, I do want to ask too. Um, are you good for like 10 more minutes? Yeah, of course. Um, Brad wrote this question down and I want to ask too about just crazy fans because yeah. you have accumulated a very like dedicated fan base. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. I'm curious for something that has become such a phenomenon like this, like is it through messages or old people from uh, I don't even like the orchard or, or bullies or and then to that same token like uh, at Comic-Con, like is that maybe are those types of events the ones that make you go, oh shit, like we've really tapped into something. I Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very much in a bubble uh, for sure. So I Mike's I want to I want to I want to get to know more fans now. Like I want to like yeah. sort of meet more more fans and stuff. But um, Comic Con for sure. Like the first, the first year we did it, it was before the show aired. Mm-hmm. So we were in a really small ballroom, and it felt like we were pitching the show to like a room. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because like no, we had a clip, but it was like you know we're like literally pitching the show. Hey guys, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, it was that. It was, like, it was, it was huge. Yeah. It was hilarious. And then and then the next year we're in the this fucking insane room the last two comic cons we've been in this insane ass room hall h no not not that big but like it's in hilton and it's just fucking insane i think it's got like a couple thousand capacity or something dude so that's i mean that's a noticeable jump it's super surreal and 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 i i i i get so fucking nervous i don't know why Harmon doesn't get nervous at all but i i get nervous going up in front of that many people i'm like Oh fuck! I've heard you on a bunch of them. You, I mean, you. Sound I just get like smashed. Not at all. <laughs> well, here, uh, the tr- there you go, kids. That's a tip. <laughs> the truth is, I don't get smashed. I, I'll, I'll take a few shots. Like I'll get, I'll get a good buzz, yeah, yeah. and then I'll go out. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, hey, and the, and job. and if you ever there's ever a low point, you just uh, in the Rick voice tell them to fuck off. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, and, and then it's helpful. And then fuck they'll cheer. Yeah. Fuck all you people. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. How much are they asking for that too, or or do people just come up to you and? Oh, the, 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 we always get like, well, you know, Comic Con is they always yeah. they always have those deep cut questions where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, do, we, do we know the answer to this? <laughs> like, I mean, to that point, uh, in doing research for the interview, there is there are websites that are devoted to the philosophy what? of Rick and Morty. Yeah, and pe- people say that the show is uh, deriving from uh, thoughts of uh, Nietzsche. And, and and stuff like that, and and I so I got to ask wow. you, like, is that stuff that you even take into consideration, or are these people just diving way too deep into it? Um, I mean, I feel like Harmon and I have very similar philosophies on life, not 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 totally nihilistic, but kind of. Uh-huh. And I think uh, I think that stuff comes through in the show. That you know, we're all gonna die, and <laughs> you know, all that kind of st- just you know, life being a, a flash, and and mm-hmm. what's what really matters, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So so maybe, but the, it's, we're not studying Nietzsche and like going. Okay, how can we how can we convey and teach teach a younger audience this? There's thing? Yeah, yeah. there's, si- there's just, side by sides. There's side by sides of Rick's lines 
and then quotes from Nietzsche. Oh, and, Jesus and, Christ. And then saying like how close they are That's to each insane. other. That's I should read some Nietzsche. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Nietzsche? I, I could be I'm wrong. I'm Nietzsche. <laughs> I, could, I, could I be wrong. wrote all kinds of shit. It could be Nietzsche. That's a good Nietzsche. If he was still alive, yeah. right? That's how I'm Nietzsche. This is what I sounded like. <laughs> Were there, they, like when, when did he live, Nietzsche? Oh, I would have to look it up, but I think it was in the 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, life and times. But yeah, like so. When did he die? That's the better question. <laughs> yeah, when did he die? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, uh, what are, what are some of the craziest fan things that that you've seen? Um, I've seen some really dedicated cosplay stuff that's yeah. blown my mind. Um, God, I don't know. Like, it's all no like porn uh, parodies. Uh, I've seen some insane fucking uh, cartoon, like X-rated cartoon shit. Wow. There's a there's a whole sequence that um, I I don't want to credit. I I think it's Shadman. I'm not sure. He's the one that does all the crazy, porn, like he, or not all of it, but he does a lot. Uh, that's like his thing of the animated parody stuff. Yeah, he just does like, like yeah. If you want to see super hardcore porn, if you want to see Peter Griffin fucking Lois, he's got. I'm sure, <laughs> but like uh, or, or 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 the dog fucking Lois, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, but like uh, somebody did. I think it was him, but I'm not sure. But somebody did a whole series of drawings of of Beth with like a Meeseeks box, and you can kind of guess what. Oh, okay. Where it goes from, you know, from there. Uh, and and that that was probably that was maybe the most like ho- holy fucking shit <laughs> yeah dedication this is incredible like this is like fucking beautiful like mm. like it, it just in the sense of like the art the artistic ability that this person has they're very good <laughs> yeah, yeah. but then but then they Why actually they subject put it, matter yeah it's like just, it's just hardcore porn. but i'm like fucking it's awesome i'm like pointed towards something valuable i'm not maybe. A, i'm not a prude i'm like you know this is fucking fantastic yeah. right now as as the success of rick and morty by the way uh, nietzsche died in uh, 1900 thanks norm thanks norm. Uh, so then that means we probably don't know what he sounded like there's no, no recordings of him yeah hello i'm nietzsche <laughs> there it is. So, yeah there you go what do you think of the voice? T- not, life is meaningless was he was that his deal yeah like, yeah his yeah. thing is God is dead. Okay, okay. Jesus, what a bummer. Hey, y'all, it's me, Nietzsche. (laughs) You hear God is dead? Yeah, there you go. It's a very positive voice. He's the energetic Debbie Downer. Yeah. (laughs) Not a lot of parties this Ah, time. What's the point of life anyways? (laughs) Hand uh, me another Corona line. (laughs) I want to know if um, the success of Rick and Morty has allowed you uh, more freedom to dive into other projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started a video ga- a VR studio, VR video game Whoa. studio. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Then now you're speaking my language because yeah. I got the VR helmet at my house. Do you have the Vive or the, I, uh, the Oculus? I uh, ne- Neither. I got the PlayStation. Oh, the, it's fucking great. They're okay. all good. They're all fucking great in their own way. Yeah. It's I'm about, all about to get software. one. What should I get? Um, if you have the space, which you definitely do, I would I would strongly recommend the HTC Vive. Ooh. It is fucking ungoddamn believable. But the PlayStation VR is fucking incredible too. They're just different. Like the PlayStation VR is more seated, although there are some standing. But it's it's yeah, I do standing games. Yeah, like like probably played Job Sim, right? Uh, yeah, uh, where it, it's it's weird that you're actually playing a video game where you're in an office Isn't but it? uh <laughs> those guys are fucking amazing that but, studio is amazing but it's fun and the, and the stuff where you're in an undersea world it, it's crazy wait yep. so if i did the playstation soccer. one is it like would we be able to like play the same game and talk to each other eventually i not, feel like there's yet. a so on the vibe yes there's Ooh, a okay. bunch of multiplayer games Ooh. here's the difference between the, the the general difference between the hardware so the playstation vr is pretty much 180 okay. so you're always kind of facing forward uh, standing and sitting, but not too much moving around. You kind of need to mm-hmm. kind of stay in one spot, and then you play. Um, you know, you've got motion controllers and stuff, and then you, you then there's a lot of games on just the the gamepad. And then on the Vive, it's basically full room scale. So you set up these little lighthouses, they call them. 
you know, there's two of them. You set them across from each other. And then whatever the, that space is, you know, is how much room you have to be able to move freely in VR. And then you have full trackable motion controllers. There's oh no dead God. spots. So, like, it's full 360-degree movement. Um, wow. Picking shit up off the ground. Like, the, yeah. the, the version of Job Simulator on the HTC Vive is fucking crazy. I mean, they're both amazing experiences, but the one on the Vive is so crazy compared to the PlayStation version because yeah. it's just full like room scale it's just it's is it insane. gonna is it gonna force not force but enable people or suggest like are people gonna get so locked into this i think world so that like we're gonna see less and less people traffic's gonna go down because people are gonna be like good <laughs> i'm not in the real world anymore you know what it'll well, be i am but it's at home not any more than like a game like world of warcraft kept okay. people at their you know what i mean I, yeah. I i feel like once a game like a world of warcraft type game hits on vr oh, that's gonna be fuck. a game changer because oh, man and there already are really cool like vr chat is a really amazing like online i mean just an incredible like fucking community of people you can just go in and create your avatar and it's community created content so you know like i, I went into uh jerry seinfeld's apartment i'm in his apartment and i'm wa- and on the tv is a youtube video of seinfeld playing oh and it's just fucking i'm with a group of people it's just insane now, it's, I, there's I, one I, called I, alt space that is really crazy online you know just hanging out it's fucking nuts dude. and there's uh, oh sorry and there's a uh, there's a uh, rick and morty apps there's rick and morty games there's a there's there's a rick and morty vr game uh that's almost done i i that's it's exciting. coming out this year uh for the htc vive total room scale um, wow! Getting that. Crazy All right. Maybe I'll get the, what is it, the HT High Five. What HT. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can remember uh, yeah. the HTC Vive. It's Valve, so Valve VR. So it's you, you know Steam. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically it's the VR headset that works with Steam uh, and Valve. <sighs> uh, you're a big Alien guy. Yes. Uh, Ridley Scott. Yes. Do you think there will be a or maybe there is, but like a virtual rea- a VR thing where it's like. I don't know, cohabitating in that world where it's so real I, to us. I can't imagine a future where that doesn't exist. Because, like, they're already, they've already made a, a handful of really great, you know, alien games. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the alien isolation, you can mod or you can fuck with it to make it work in VR, but it's still, it's not taking advantage of, like, VR, like, the strengths of VR, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So, um, it's just like a patched, you know, it's like whatever. But, but yeah, I, 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 I think that's going to happen for sure. Before, uh, before I ask a, a few more uh, wrap-up questions, I do want to know, because I've gotten closer and closer in the last few years, and we've talked about it on the podcast, of just being like, oh, no, they're out there, and they're coming. So I just want to know. Oh, where, where do I stand on well, that? Well, <laughs> like, in my eyes, I feel like when they do come, Will Smith is not going to be able to protect us. Mm-mm. He's going to be too old <laughs> no, we're and fucked. too fragile. And who's going to do it? Jaden Smith? No, nope. maybe, I maybe, mean, but you, probably not. Don't count them out just yet. Okay, well, that's <laughs> give what them I a few years. I need well, somebody to tell me that. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. Them out. I think I think Jaden and Willow together. Right, <laughs> the two kids. They'll like they'll fucking they'll they'll <laughs> they'll be able to handle <laughs> do it. Do you think that we'll get to a point to where whoever the president and let's say it still is President Trump, where that we're gonna have to like call on some military action to like or what? I mean, do you even think? What do you think? I think if I mean, you know, it's like Stephen Hawking says: if they're out there, we're fuck it. Like we're we're like ants. Like we're, we're they, they, it won't even be a fight. It'll just be like One. we're taking the shit you have and you're fucking food now. Yeah. Um, dude, probes but, like what? One big gun that takes? No, I don't think they would do that. I think they'd show up and they'd just like they'd hurt us like cattle and cook us and well, do you think they'd open up a big app take like, all the water that we have and, <laughs> and, and they'd probably be pissed that we fucking polluted the shit out of this beautiful plant oh yeah like you motherfucking 
shit bag. See, I always think that they're so fucking that they would even open us up like a you know how in your pictures in your iPhone uh, if you have one and you can go through and then you can select pictures and then delete like they would do that with like the U.S. and be like all right see uh, North Dakota see uh, Oregon yeah yeah you can keep I, your food by the foots. The hope is that they're that they're kind. Mm-hmm. And that they just they just want to sort of help. The other the other theory is because like the whole Fermi paradox. It's like why haven't we? Why why is there no concrete evidence of of alien life? You yeah, know, with all of the fucking just absolute mind boggling amount of of uh, galaxies and planets and stuff. And shouldn't we be seeing evidence of that by now? But um, you know, I one theory is that they're hiding because they're like these fucking these motherfuckers don't deserve to know what's going on. <laughs> oh, I, like I, what, what 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 is that for? That, that's like my teacher is an alien, right? That's the whole plot of that book, where where or that series of books where you find out like, you know, they they've been watching Earth for quite some time. Yeah, and they're just and they're just waiting for the right time to. Yeah, pop they're up. just they're well, they're just like they're just like they've been watching Earth and they're just like these these fucking guys are waste of time. Fucked. And We're not going to let them into the they're watching intergalactic, Earth. you know, federate whatever it is. Do you think they're watching Earth the same way we watch the Kardashians? <laughs> oh God, that's like the South Park episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We fought, dude. We fucking um on our show. There has been so many times on Rick and Morty where we're like. We're like a few days down the road on a fucking story, and then suddenly somebody will be like, fuck, wait, I think that there might be a South Park thing. And then we find out, dude, fucking oh, South Park. Man. We, we had a whole episode where they're at the, din- they're at the diner table, or din- the dining table, the family is, and um, uh, there's this bug flying around, and, J- and Jerry slaps it with his hand, but it cuts him. And then Rick's like, give me that thing. And then he like fucking inspects it. And it's like a fucking little camera. Hmm. And he's like, fuck. And then they, they have to go. They find out that they've been the subject of this interdimensional reality show. Yeah. That was actually the original concept for that episode in season one, the interdimensional cable. No. Wow. Like the family was going to be staying and flipping channels and watching like, you know, them like all the shit that they've been you know recording yeah, yeah while rick and morty go to the place that's doing i mean what we did is so much better ultimately but then we found we, we all remembered that there's a south park episode i mean and they had hell the south park did an episode that pretty much every idea you have the simpsons have already done it yes so yes, i know they've they've literally done the the idea the idea that <laughs> that, that, that everything's been done yeah like, so i mean yeah between incredible yeah between your family guys and your south parks and your Simpsons. Yeah. No no wonder you're in the world of sci-fi because that's some place that they haven't really gone too too much into. Yeah, only South Park I think is sort of treaded in that area from mm-hmm. time to time. Yeah, with aliens and yeah. stuff like that. Crab people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so that way you like like we talked about earlier, you have the freedom to do anything in the Rick in the Rick and Morty universe. Yeah. No, what? it's crazy. And What's it's the thing with overwhelming. The- <laughs> yeah. What's the thing with the dwarf planet that, that just came out? Is that in the the same? Um, oh, there's a seven, uh, seven dwarf planets. Uh, the new <laughs> the, the the new solar system that was just discovered. Oh, really? Where? Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just further out past far. <laughs> I, don't, I yeah. don't know. Do you want coordinates? <laughs> yeah, I need I need exact coordinates. I'm going there after this. Oh, it's really fucking. Far. I mean, is there is there any like? Does it does it seem? Are they just like giant? Like the, dead the, rocks. Uh, no, they 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 uh, they have signs of uh, water. What? Yeah, that, that that's what they're saying. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has uh, has already said if there is no life on there, you blame the dwarf sun. Which <laughs> my dad has said that so many times. <laughs> God damn you, Tyson! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
it, it, it's, it's funny because now all these sort of crazy fantasies and uh, that we've had with uh, shows and movies and things now it's like oh that might actually be in the realm of possibility My, the one i want so bad is just multiple realities like the ability to just hot like i don't believe in time travel and and even in the writer's room whenever we try to fuck with time it's just mm-hmm. fucking bites us in the fucking ass it gives you a whole new respect for the back to the future movies where you're like wow you guys were able to do that or just any really good time travel like yeah. time crimes have you ever seen time crimes no, it's a it's a i think it's spanish or i, I it's just or Italian maybe I don't know but it's fucking amazing it is yeah. I cannot recommend it enough as just an incredible time travel movie it's like short and fucking just absolutely fucking incredible but um well I gotta watch Hot Tub Time Machine 2 yeah that yeah. first then Time Crimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. sure but any time any really well ti- uh, well written uh, tightly woven time travel uh, movie or episode of a show or whatever it's just I the most respect for that because we've tried a few times. I mean, e- literally in that episode where they where they're in the fractured, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Like the, we 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 have a line from uh, uh, um, uh, fucking key, key time key, key. time cop. No, he just says don't you don't fuck with time. <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck with time. And that was like almost a, almost us saying that to to ourselves. Like oh, no yeah. more, just no more fucking with time. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it's don't so worry, fucking hard stuff. to write. But but so like we figure with multiple realities, mm-hmm. time travel isn't a thing. You kind of get rid of the grandfather paradox altogether with multiple realities because it's like if you go back in time, you're basically hopping to another reality. Yeah, that happens to be slightly. Um, askew, askew. So sure. your so your grandparent. So if you killed your grandpa in that reality, you wouldn't just disappear, right? Because you're actually not in your own reality. You've moved to another one. Fuck. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff you guys <laughs> you guys think about. Yeah. Where would you Which go if you could? I would try to find a reality. Have you ever seen that show Sliders? You remember that show yes. Sliders? Yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Dude, so that show's all about that. It's all about fucking multiple realities and like all these crazy different versions of uh, of mm-hmm. Earth. And uh, I remember in the pilot episode, uh, he shows up um, to sort of talk to himself about how crazy this shit is. And he found some amazing utopia world where just everyone's fucking and like, you know, the, all diseases have been cured. Root beer's and, free. Yeah, root beer's Everything's free. <laughs> yeah. Everything's amazing. I mean, that would be a cool place to find. There you go. But what? What if you could time travel? Is there a place you would want to oh, go oh, to? Oh, oh, oh. I want to hear That's everybody's answer. That's a good answer. question. Yeah. Oh, uh... Fuck, I was gonna put limits like saying only 1992 and after, but like let's say, <laughs> let's. I think say, the 60s would be really cool, like yeah. early 60s, yes. like like super early 60s. That would Dude, be cool. When, yeah, I just watched. And that I'd Ron go to Howard. San Francisco and just drop acid with all the hippies, right? Yeah, and I'd feel <laughs> we'll, so safe. <laughs> we'll never see a time like that again. I don't think so. Yeah, I uh, I will quote the great Adam Carolla for my for my answer and go uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s. Just okay. because it it was pre AIDS, but cocaine was awesome. <laughs> so like, and that's that is an Adam Carolla joke, not mine. But uh, yeah, it, but it it, made, it makes a lot of sense. People yeah. were just having a, like stu- Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, that's what I'd go to. That sounds like a damn good time. Uh, and no AIDS. Yeah, no I, AIDS. I would go to the uh, moment that Ben Affleck said yes to Gili. Oh, dude, that's a great fucking moment. The moment I want to—if it was it a phone call, was yes. it an email, was he fucked up? And you can be in the room, just for smack it. him, <laughs> be like, "Trust me, I think yeah. he—I just saved your life." I think he was in love. <laughs> he was, and I think he—I think he 
who maybe was a couple drinks in. Too. Yeah, no, I, I, he probably just he's just in love. And obviously, yeah, lo- dude, come on, love it, love makes yeah. you do crazy things. Yeah. And obviously, if I can go to the future, I would go to the premiere date of season three <laughs> yes. of Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I would go to because uh, oh, that's what we were. That's what we're all looking forward to. Set your DVRs now, so then when it does happen. Uh, your set those your, DVRs. Get your them ready. DVR will catch it. Uh, Can you even do that? Can you like for yeah. something that hasn't been listed yet? Well, but because so. you just subscribe to Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then, yeah, whenever, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then whenever it pops up. Uh, okay. Sometimes we end the podcast when we have uh, impressions of people that do voices uh, by prank calling my favorite Thai restaurant. Are you down? <laughs> yes, yeah. please. I order from them. They get great business. They've never found out. Uh, and it's it's holy a, shit. Yeah, so. How do we do it? Just pass the. <clears throat> no, speaker? I'm gonna call and and have you just hold the phone up. Okay, to the thing. okay. and then you just want to do it as uh, Rick or whoever. I think I both. I think... I'll just I'll do it as both of them. Yeah, that'd be okay. Amazing. Let's just see what happens. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not gonna promise it's good, but no, hey, it'll be something. Trust me, it's gonna be. It's it's. It, 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 I love that you have the the poster for Heat, dude. Uh, the the um the fucking um. Oh, you're in Heat. That's right. Yeah. Dude, okay, so do you you have the Blu-ray. Have you fucking heard the MST3K track that they've done? You must have, right? The blue, uh, of all the commentary? Yeah, well, on the Blu-ray, uh, Joel Hodgson and, um, like, I think Trace Ballou, a couple of the, like, old-school MST3K guys do a fucking MST3K track. Do they really? On the it's Heat? fucking absolutely incredible wow it's fucking amazing now i know now i know oh what my I, God. now i know what Dude, you have to fucking watch tonight. it because like it's like it's like watching a whole it's like watching the movie all over like it's a totally different movie Dude, because I'm they're just riffing on the fucking doing thing that i uh, wrote on uh, a couple episodes for the new uh mystery science Theater. i did two <laughs> I, I, only on one only on one I, uh, I I don't when 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 I saw that I I was like I'll do anything yep, to help. Yep. So I did a ton of Rick and Morty voice voice machine messages. That was that's, one of the things that they, yeah. Oh I was man. like I just I want twelve episodes of this, please. <laughs> I hope they uh, I hope they do it for a long time. Me too. I I it, that show should have never gone away. It's it doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, it, it's it's like it should be like SNL. It should just keep living forever. Amen. Brad, will you try calling from your phone real quick? What is it go? What is it saying to you? It, for whatever it's saying, we're sorry. Your phone is broken now. Yeah, it's. I mean, at well, no additional charge. Are you still on airplane mode? Did you not pay oh, your bill? Oh, no, airplane I took it off. mode. I took it off, and I have paid my bill. Okay, I don't know. You Otherwise didn't pay pull. your bill. <laughs> Always have to pull up a different Thai restaurant. <laughs> no, you got to uh, call the same one, it's, man. Um, well, we can't announce the number here. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. that top one. All right, hold on. One eight hundred Thai. It's like not even <laughs> enough. Know. Not even enough. Uh, do you uh do you have a go to uh, now that you've been out in L A for a while like a go to uh, eat spot or drink spot? Here, yeah, there's Here a few. Okay, oh, put on speaker for you. Have you ever like been okay? At no additional charge. <gasps> That's what it did for dude, me. Did they close? You, dude, you better check and see if your place is closed, man. Wait a minute. This is gonna be the night you discover one of your go to spots is out of business. That's happened to me. That's, That's that, heartbreaking. Oh, I am not. Uh, there's an amazing Italian place right around the corner from my house. Could we have Rick at least find no, out no, that no, his favorite <laughs> Thai place just closed? No, I'm calling. I'm, I'm, Morty, I want some Thai food. <laughs> All right, Rick. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him a ring. Hello? <laughs> Wait, Rick, it keeps saying something about, like, at no additional charge. Oh, fuck. <laughs> They're closed. <laughs> G- give me my portal gun, Morty. <laughs> You gotta go to a reality where it's still open. I mean, for Rick, it just wouldn't. It, it, yeah. As easy as that. Right. I'm pulling up one more. Do you mind? Right. Not at all. All right. Here we go. Is this a Thai place? Yep. Okay. It's a different Thai place. Yep. There's more than one out there, apparently. 
Shocking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, a good food place that I would want to plug that's fucking Like amazing. you guys, I mean, when you're writing, and you, you obviously yeah, you got to Oh, breaks, dude, right? there's a fucking place in Burbank called Seal Korean Barbecue. It's right on uh, San Fernando. Uh, it is fucking amazing. Love Korean barbecue. Dude, it's so goddamn good, and they're never busy. I don't understand why. Here we go. Just hold up to the mic. Hello? Hi. Oh, hi. Uh, 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 just wanted to order a little bit of uh, Thai food, please. For pick up for delivery? Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. P- pick up or delivery? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Rick. I mean, maybe... Maybe we just... Maybe we just get it for, um... Pick up? Like, do you want to... Are you good to drive? I'm always good to drive, Morty. I'm always good to drive. All right, well, just then let's do pickup. It'd be nice to get out of the house for a little bit. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so let's go with pickup. Uh, you turn on speaker. What's that? You turn on your phone speaker because really hard for. Oh no, no, no! Uh, I got a, I got a fancy uh, futuristic phone here. It's from a dimension where your voice really fast. It's a, it's from a dimension where uh, phones it's it, they're connected right to your into your brain. Okay, can I have your phone number here? Yeah, it's uh uh five five five. Uh, tie tie. Rick, that's not that's not that's not a real number, Rick. Well, more do you give him a number then? All right, get, give me the phone. Hello. Well, I'm sorry about I'm sorry about that. The number is um uh it's uh uh 271 4651 area code 310 What's your name? My name's Morty. And I'm really hankering for for some delicious Thai food. Morty, don't use the term hankering. That's stupid. Shut up, Rick. I can say whatever I want. I'm the one in control now. I'm on. I'm in control with this order, and I'm gonna order whatever I want. What's that? What you need to order? Um, I want to get some Thai. Uh, want to get some the Thai Krispies and some chicken long Thai. You mean the kippy rice salad, right? Yeah, that's it. Morty, give me some of those chicken long ties. Morty, get order two chicken long ties. All right, um, can I get two chicken long ties? And no, they not call like that. They call kippy rice salad. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. So two of those. Yeah, kippy rice salad. What kind of meat? Um, hey Rick, what kind of meat? She wants to know. Chicken, Morty. Chicken. <laughs> okay. All right, chicken. How spicy? Uh, hey, how spicy, Rick? Shit, Morty. <laughs> Turn it all the way up to 11. I guess really spicy, I suppose. Hey, I want to order some... What's that? Okay, anything else? Yeah, I want to order some of that uh, yummy Thai flakes. Okay, the, the appetizer, the, little, the yummy Thai flakes. Because I'm in control. I'm the one who's putting down the order now. I don't understand what you're I got him. this situation now. I want yummy Thai flakes, please. The appetizer. You mean the, uh, can I get a six piece of... 
Yeah, that's it. Catfish salad, right? The yummy Thai flakes, the appetizer. Hey, Morty, you're not ordering those yummy Thai flakes, are you? <laughs> yeah, Rick, and there, there's nothing you can Hello? do about it. Hello? Yeah. I don't understand. Can you tell me the number? Just yummy Thai flakes. Not Morty, I'm going to kill you. Come here, Morty. No, ow, 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 he's hurting me. Help. Ow, ow. No, more. I'm going to, I'm strangling you to death now. Ow, 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 help. I want yummy Thai flakes. Help. All right. <laughs> yeah. That could have gone on forever. Oh, my God. And then God. the poor lady would have actually started oh cooking this. Oh, my God, food. dude. That was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that, was so, that was so great. Oh, oh, my God. Now we have to order a lot of food from them. I just like that she kept sort of just... Oh, you uh, mean this? Yeah, yeah sure. What, that. Yummy Thai flakes. Yeah, that, that's catfish. Yeah, cat sure. <laughs> sure. She's just like, is, is there any correlation between why she would say catfish? No that's idea. They're so real. Like, what kind of meat? Like, just very matter-of-factly chicken. That was so <laughs> great, dude. dude uh, oh we cannot thank you enough for doing yeah. this. Yeah, this absolutely. Was, this, was this was fun. This was, this was so much fun. And uh, keep on the lookout, guys. Season three is coming. We don't have a date yet. It's coming. But follow you on and Twitter. And Rick and Morty VR is coming, too. Oh, yeah. where can people... I mean, they'll just... I mean, it'll get out. Yeah, when that... Like, there'll be a big uh, uh, announcement soon, I think, about, like, launch and all that stuff. Dope. Yeah. That'll be great. It'll be on Steam and I think on Oculus. I'm not actually... Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... And then... Just for me, can Rick say that he loves listening to the About Last Night podcast? Uh, I love listening to the, the About Last Night podcast. <laughs> No, you don't, Rick. <laughs> Someone told you to say that. Shh. They're going to edit that out, Morty. No, <laughs> no one will ever hear that part. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Morty. Thanks, Thank you, everybody. Oh, my God. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.